The New Testament reading is taken from Hebrews, chapter 11, verses 29 to 31. By faith, the people crossed the Red Sea as on dry land, but the Egyptians, when they attempted to do the same, were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. By faith, Rahab, the prostitute, did not perish with those who were disobedient because she had given a friendly welcome to the spies. Here ends the Bible reading. Well, hi, everybody. It's uh, really good to be with you this morning. I don't know about you, but I always feel fairly sprightly on this morning every year. And I think to myself, surely it should be possible to put the clocks back every weekend. Surely that must be possible. Um, Anyway, let's, um, let's pray before we dive in. Father God, thank you for the chance to learn from your word this morning and to learn from others who have gone before us and who have walked by faith. Please help us not to just learn in a head knowledge sense this morning. Uh, We pray that you would change our hearts and our desires and the way that we live. Please make us more like the people you want us to be. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, the other day, uh, Sophie and I were downstairs and we hadn't noticed that the kids had sneaked upstairs. And uh, we suddenly heard uh, our little boy Ezra shout, Mummy, Daddy, Phoebe has jumped off the windowsill. Um, Thankfully knew that uh, the windows had good locks on, so we weren't worried about jumping out of the house. Uh, But we did know that she loves watching uh, Ezra jump from the windowsill to the bed. Uh, She's only two years old, uh, if you don't know her, and we knew that there was no way that she could jump from the windowsill to the bed, Uh, and so Q running upstairs very quickly and finding Phoebe exactly where we expected, in a heap on the floor uh, between the windowsill and the bed, pretty upset, but thankfully without any major injuries, given that she could have bounced into a radiator or something. Um, But uh, yeah, hopefully with a more realistic idea of how far she's able to jump now. Expectations are important, aren't they? Whether it's our expectation of how far we're able to jump uh, or expectations as we go into a new role uh, or a new job or or in any area of life. Uh, And it's the same with faith that we're looking at at the moment. If our expectation is that when we become a Christian, uh, everything's gonna go swimmingly, uh, we're never gonna have any issues. Uh, When we uh, go on mission, uh, everybody's gonna become Christians. Uh, we're going to be wildly successful. Uh, Well, we're going to be disappointed to a certain extent, and we may become cynical. But equally, if our expectation uh, is to expect very little from God, uh, we're unlikely to step out in faith and uh, attempt things for him. Uh, And the author of Hebrews, uh, in this chapter of Hebrews, is really helpful in setting our expectations correctly. uh, Because in the bit just after this passage, Uh, we see uh, the author talking about Christians who had an incredibly tough time, uh, locked up in prison, tortured, uh, and yet they continued to live by faith, trusting God, clinging on to him, uh, even in the midst of trials and troubles. But then in our passage today that we're looking at, uh, we see people who walked by faith and God delivered them. He did incredible things through them. And it challenges us Uh, that we should also expect God to do great things. And we have a great and mighty God, uh, and he empowers us to attempt and to do great things for him and through him. 
And in our passage today, uh, we're given three inspiring examples uh, of what God can do when we step out in faith. And in the first one, uh, we see that faith moves forward and acts uh, even when fearful. In the first example, uh, we're taken back to the time of the Exodus. Um, You might know that God's people had been stuck in slavery in Egypt, uh, but Pharaoh finally lets them go, and so they head out into the wilderness towards the Red Sea. But Pharaoh changes his mind, doesn't he? Uh, And he pursues them with the Egyptian army, uh, and they're trapped by the sea with nowhere to go. Uh, And we're told that when they saw the Egyptians marching towards them on the horizon, uh, the people feared greatly, and they cry out to God. And what does God say to them? Uh, Does he say, relax, just sit still, have faith, uh, I'll sort things out? No, he says this, why do you cry to me? Tell the people of Israel to go forward. Lift up your staff and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it, that the people of Israel may go through the sea on dry ground. In faith, God's people had to uh, move forward and take action, uh, even when they were fearful. Hebrews 11, verse 26 that we just read, uh, verse 29 tells us that by faith, the people cross the sea as on dry land. Now, if we've heard that story lots of times, which I imagine uh, many of us have, uh, we probably imagine that it was, it was pretty easy just walking through the Red Sea. Uh, but imagine uh, heading towards the sea be- before it parts with the Egyptians behind you, knowing that the closer you get, the more stuck you are. And then imagine when it does part, Uh, having to walk through with huge walls of water either side, uh, with the elderly, uh, with babies in arms, uh, with toddlers. It must have been terrifying, uh, but totally awesome at the same time. Uh, And the people had to move forward in faith, didn't they? Uh, They had to trust God. Uh, They knew that God had uh, promised them a land, the promised land, Uh, They knew that God was mighty and powerful, uh, and they were to act on that. God's people are standing in the wilderness praying, uh, and God says, uh, move forward, get on with it. You see, faith isn't just static. Uh, It must be exercised. It isn't just something we gain and kind of uh, put in a box uh, uh, that's nice to have, and it's like a nice warm feeling and uh, a safe place. Uh, It it is those things in many ways, but it also uh, is uh, a call to move forward in faith and to take action. Uh, Even when we're fearful, uh, we're to act. Now, we haven't been saved from Egypt and uh, called to cross through the Red Sea, uh, but we have been saved from slavery to sin, and we've been given a, a great commission. Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given to me Go, therefore, and make disciples of all nations. Uh, We've been given a mission. Uh, We we know that there's a promised land, heaven, uh, a certain hope of that. Uh, But before then, uh, we are to move forward in faith uh, as we seek to hold out the gospel to people and to make disciples. Uh, It was a real encouragement during my sabbatical recently to see uh, ways in which people are stepping out in faith and seeing God move. I mentioned some of these at our relaunch night. Um, For example, Rob and Emma Till, uh, who've moved from uh, a a vibrant church in Scarborough to uh, a really difficult council estate in Hull. Uh, 
I'm sure they had lots of fears as they went, uh, particularly trying to rejuvenate a church in the middle of a pandemic. Uh, not the easiest start. Uh, but while I was there, they had a, a great holiday club. They'd been praying for 80 kids to come along, uh, and pretty much exactly 80 different kids came along that week. Uh, and they've got a regular core group on a Sunday each week now. Or uh, Dundonald's Church in London that I visited. Uh, back in 2005, uh, they started uh, a church planting movement, uh, and they've now got 30 churches spread across London. Uh, really encouraging to see. Uh, and I, met, I mentioned that at uh, relaunch, as I said, uh, and Tom Smith, a member of our church family, came up to me, uh, and he said that he was actually part of Dundonald then, back then, uh, and um, he said uh, back then uh, it wasn't big, uh, there wasn't a huge amount going on, uh, it was small, people were tired, uh, it was declining in numbers, uh, but they prayed, uh, they moved forward in faith, uh, they appointed a, a minister that they didn't have at the time, and it's amazing to see what God has done since, uh, and so encouraging. What are our expectations uh, as we walk by faith? Uh, are we willing to attempt great things for God by faith, uh, using the resources uh, and the gospel opportunities that God has given us? Now, those examples are kind of fairly big-scale examples, maybe church-scale examples, uh, but what about personally, individually? Uh, I wonder if you've been thinking about or praying about something recently uh, and actually you need to just move forward on it and act. Uh, maybe it's um, in, um, reading the Bible with someone, you've been praying for them uh, or, or just talking to them about Jesus and maybe you've been praying for them uh, but you never actually talk to them about Jesus. Uh, maybe it's inviting a family along to our St. Joseph's Goes Bang event. Uh, maybe it's just going for it and inviting your whole street along to a carol service uh, this Christmas. Uh, where do you need to step forward in faith uh, and act, trusting that God can do amazing things? He can do more than we ask or imagine. Because the next thing uh, that we see in this passage from Hebrews uh, is that faith moves forward, uh, not just when we're fearful, uh, but even when we feel ridiculous. The next example we're given is the people uh, at Jericho. Uh, God has rescued them from Egypt, uh, and now he's, given, said, he's promised that he will give them a land, uh, and he's, it's starting with the city of Jericho. Now, Jericho was a fortified city with big walls, uh, and we're told that when the people of Jericho heard that the Israelites were coming, uh, they locked up the city tight, which you can imagine they would do. Uh, now, I'm not an expert, but I can imagine to capture a walled city, you need a decent strategy. Uh, you've either got to go over the walls or uh, make a tunnel uh, or smash through the walls uh, or use some sort of siege tactic. Uh, or there's the classic Trojan horse, uh, which you might have heard of. And yet the strategy that God uses isn't any of those, is it? Instead, God tells the people, uh, he gives them explicit instructions uh, that they are just to march round and round outside the city walls. Uh, they're to circle it once each day for six days, uh, and then they're to circle the city seven times on the seventh day, uh, and they're to make one long blast on the trumpet at the end and do a big shout. Now, when you know the end of the story, it maybe doesn't seem that daft, but before you know that, it seems pretty ridiculous, doesn't it? Uh, they've been told to make 13 laps in total, 
Uh, they're not even supposed to make any noise or kind of look scary. They're just to circle the city in silence. And the people at Jericho must have been peering over the walls, creased themselves laughing, really, at this procession of people marching around. But God says to the people, go forward. And it's exactly the same words that he uses when he tells the Israelites to go forward through the Red Sea. And they do go forward by faith. And we're told in Hebrews 11, by faith the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. Now most of the Israelites had probably never seen a fortified city at that point. Uh, and from what we know of their frequent pessimism in the wilderness, uh, they were probably pretty scared. But they chose to move forward in faith. Uh, even that when they probably felt ridiculous, uh, they obeyed. You see, a life of faith means a life of obedience to God's word. Let me ask you, uh, are you facing any Jerichos at the moment? Uh, where is it that God has given you clear instructions in his word? And he's calling you to obey. Uh, and yet maybe you know that uh, others outside the church would think it ridiculous. Uh, where is it that you're having to uh, listen to God, uh, go God's way, rather than going the world's way. Maybe it's uh, just obeying him in the everyday things, like how we fill in our tax return, when others would think we're ridiculous to be honest in how we do it, uh, or how we treat our enemies, or, or how we use our time. Maybe it's trusting his words in the area of sexuality, uh, where the Bible's word goes against the grain of our culture, uh, and people might ridicule us. Uh, it's been really helpful thinking about generosity in our midweek groups as well, hasn't it? Uh, uh, we follow a, a generous God and we're to reflect his character to those around us in generosity, using the resources and the time that God has given us. But giving up part of a holiday to, to help with some sort of gospel work uh, or giving up large sums of our hard-earned cash uh, or welcoming strangers uh, into our homes uh, and being hospitable uh, or maybe even dropping a couple of days of work uh, a week to be able to help with some sort of gospel initiative. Uh, well, all those things might seem a bit ridiculous to others. But faith moves forward and obeys God's words, uh, not because we're foolish, uh, but because we have a great God whose word can be trusted, and he is with us. In the passage about Jericho, uh, the ark signifying God's presence with the people is mentioned nine times. Uh, the people's faith, faith was based on the fact that God was with them. He was amongst them. The people of Jericho might have looked over the walls and seen a, a bunch of misfits uh, processing around the city with a golden box. But the Israelites knew that God was with them uh, and they knew his promises. Uh, that was the, the focus of their faith. And we too can know that God is with us. And we can know his promises for us, uh, that he will continue to be with us, uh, that he is making disciples and bringing people into his kingdom, uh, that we have the great hope of heaven to look forward to. So there is faith outside the city walls, uh, willing to look ridiculous. Uh, and we also read in the next bit that there was faith inside the city walls, uh, willing to take a risk. Because next up we read the amazing story of Rahab, 
and everybody loves a good spy story, don't they? Uh, and we actually, uh, here we back up a bit. Uh, the people have arrived at Jericho, but they haven't been given the instruction to go around the city. Uh, and being um, uh, uh, fairly proactive, uh, they decide to send spies into the city to try and see what's going on. Uh, maybe they parachuted in under cover of darkness. Uh, maybe they got Q to override the security system and open the city gates. Uh, no, that's just the latest Bond film. Uh, but they do sneak into the city um, uh, in some way, don't they? Maybe dressed as traders. Uh, but it doesn't go very well. Uh, word gets out that there are spies in the city and the king starts searching for them. Uh, and the only way that they survive is through the faith and good works uh, of a very unlikely character, uh, a prostitute called Rahab. Uh, she hides them. Uh, she daringly helps them to escape. Uh, she takes a huge risk knowing that everybody is searching for them uh, because she believes God and she trusts that he is mighty and kind. Uh, faith moves forward and takes, takes risks, trusting that God is mighty and kind. Uh, here's what Rahab says to them. She says, The Lord your God, he is God in the heavens above and the earth beneath. She's heard of their gods. Uh, she knows that he is mighty uh, and she believes that he is going to give them the land. And she asks for them to deal kindly and faithfully with her. Uh, she appeals to God's kindness, even though she's a complete outsider. Uh, she's not one of God's people. She's been living in a way that's totally opposed to, to God's ways as a prostitute. And yet she's willing to ask for God's kindness. Uh, she trusts, uh, well, she appeals to God's kindness. Uh, and um, God welcomes her with open arms, doesn't he? Uh, it's fantastic to see her name here uh, in the list of people who walk by faith in Hebrews 11, that great list, uh, because it reminds us that faith can be found in the most unlikely places. And it reminds us that uh, God is willing to welcome everyone who repents uh, with open arms. Uh, he's been doing that right throughout history uh, and he's still doing that today. Uh, and if you're not a follower of Jesus today, uh, maybe just looking into things, uh, let me say we're really glad that you're with us. You're always welcome here. Uh, but let me encourage you that uh, whoever you are, uh, whatever you've done, uh, God wants to welcome you back with open arms, like Rahab. Uh, and that might mean taking a risk, like Rahab had to. Uh, maybe it's a risk of being different, uh, or a risk of being ridiculed. Uh, but will you move forward in faith, like Rahab did, knowing that God is mighty and kind? Uh, or maybe you're already following Jesus, uh, that's probably most of us here. Uh, and you need to be reminded that there are always people who, like Rahab, uh, will welcome our faith. Uh, and we need to be bold and take risks for the sake of the gospel uh, and be willing to talk to people uh, about Jesus. We need to act and speak in faith. You might know the story of uh, the famous author and um, academic C.S. Lewis, uh, he described himself as the most reluctant convert in all England. Uh, at 17, uh, he wrote to his best friend and he said this, I believe in no religion. Uh, there is absolutely no proof for any of them. Uh, and from a philosophical standpoint, Christianity isn't even the best. But the author Tolkien uh, of Lord of the Rings fame, uh, who was a good friend of C.S. Lewis's, uh, encouraged him to look into Christian things deeper, uh, in a deeper way. 
Uh, and one night, after chatting to Tolkien until three in the morning, um, Lewis uh, accepted Christ. He put his trust in Jesus. Uh, and I bet that Tolkien had no idea at that point how much God was going to use C.S. Lewis over the coming years. Where is God calling you to give something a go, uh, to step out in faith, uh, to take a risk for him? Where might he be calling us to do that together uh, as a church family? In these examples that we've seen from Hebrews chapter 11, uh, the people are called to act in faith uh, and attempt great things for God, uh, even when fearful, uh, even when they might look ridiculous, uh, uh, and even when it means taking a risk. Uh, because they know that God is with them uh, and they can trust his promises. Uh, and we can know that too uh, as his people. Uh, so we're to be bold uh, as we pray big prayers uh, and speak out. Uh, we're to take gospel initiatives that are put before us uh, or gospel opportunities. Uh, maybe we're to plant churches uh, or go on mission. Uh, knowing that the outcome of all those things is in God's hands. Uh, and who knows how God might uh, use our efforts uh, to glorify him, uh, maybe like uh, he did with Tolkien, uh, maybe like those churches that I mentioned earlier, uh, and there are so many examples throughout church history. We have a certain hope uh, and a God who is mighty and compassionate, and so we are to attempt great things for God by faith in our great God. Let's pray. Father God, uh, we thank you so much that you welcomed the most unlikely people, uh, that you welcomed Rahab, uh, that you've welcomed each one of us into your family through Jesus. Please make us people who step forward in faith for the sake of the gospel. Uh, help us to take action in faith, even in the times when we're fearful uh, or we feel ridiculous or it means taking a risk. Uh, and I pray that uh, this morning you would lay it on each of our hearts uh, what that stepping forward and taking action in faith might look like for us personally. Uh, and we pray to you that you'd show us what that might look like for us collectively as a church family. In Jesus' name, amen.